Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast, available every week on Audio Boom, the iTunes Store, and from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Hello, and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking the Elite Ice Hockey League as we're going to be catching up with Omar Pasha at the Dundee Stars. We're also going to be talking the National Ice Hockey League as we're going to be talking to the head coaches at the Hull Pirates and the Peterborough Phantoms, and we're going to begin our preview of the North. Cup as we're going to be talking to the Whitley Warriors. All of that and loads more on this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. So hello everybody and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. Loads of interviews coming up on this week's show. As I was alluded to earlier, Whitley Warriors captain Dean Holland will be speaking to us this week as last weekend the Whitley Warriors secured their spot in the final of the North Cup where they'll be taking on the Murrayfield Racers later in the month of February. We're also going to be talking about the race up at the top of the National Ice Hockey League, the National Division, as we're going to be joined by Jason Hewitt, player head coach at the Hull Pirates and his counterpart at the Peterborough Phantoms, Slava Kulikov. We're also going to be hearing from Omar Pasha, head coach at the Dundee Stars, about that playoff race in the Elite Ice Hockey League. And we're also going to be joined by Craig Anderson shortly to talk about last weekend's results and have a little bit of a preview for this weekend's matches. And speaking of this weekend's matches, this weekend has been designated the Pride Weekend. And for more on this weekend's cracking initiative by the Elite Ice Hockey League at the Scottish launch on Tuesday, our very own Craig Anderson caught up with Elite League media man, Here's Luke Fisher. Look, thanks for joining us. We're at a hotel in Glasgow promoting the You Can Play Pride weekend event coming up. Tell us about the origin of it. Well, I mean, obviously we've had Cardiff do Pride uh, nights for a few years now and Sheffield did one last year. And then we had uh, the playoffs. Um, started out as some clan fans on social media and then it kind of rapidly grew to being quite a lot of fans for quite a lot of teams uh, wanting to do something about Hockey is for Everyone. And then... For me, I mean, I only started working with the league last season. It was the first time I'd been to playoffs. And when I saw the, the Hockey is for Everyone stuff, I thought, okay, 
wow, this is pretty impressive. And this tells us that this is important to the fan base, actually, that we, we celebrate the fact that actually hockey is a very safe space for people across lots of different fan bases, but that we also promote that it is and should be. How important is it for the teams to, to forge links with the community? That was something you, you mentioned in the press conference. That was something you, you were keen for all teams to do. You know, why was that? Yeah, I mean, what, we, we could have gone and partnered with Stonewall or another national organisation um, for this weekend. And what we thought was, actually, these teams all have a, a, a good role to play in their own communities and they have links in their communities. So actually having a hockey team in that community do something together with LGBTQ plus organisations is really positive, actually. Um, it kind of we can promote what we've already got from a, from a sense that, that hockey is this really inclusive thing where everyone mixes together and as long as you cheer for your team no one really seems to, to matter where you're from uh, what your gender identity is or anything like this um, and we wanted teams to go and forge those relationships and open those channels because it makes these relationships um, more than just a night you know once you've got Coventry partnering with Coventry Pride that hopefully opens it up for future that they can do something together and you wouldn't get that if we just had a national partner and of course being in Glasgow of course there's, there's already a link between Glasgow clan and the local LGBT community as well from your point of view in helping promote this that must be encouraging from your point of view that's great I mean the, the three teams in Scotland I have to be really honest um, what they're doing here is absolutely fantastic like what, what Fife you know Fife doing things with schools I wasn't even aware that schools in Fife had LGBTQ plus movements in their schools uh, and that, that's amazing when you think of that uh, and what Dundee have with TFM and what the clan have here it's so good that you know everyone's throwing themselves into this really deeply and getting involved and making these connections which can only I think benefit everybody in the long term and when you see the encouragement, you, you're on social media all the time, you, you see the reaction. You know, it must make you proud, the fact that everybody's really embracing this and looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I mean, the, the fact that we got all 10 teams agreeing without question, yeah, let's do this, was great to start with. Because everyone always says, oh, were there any teams that weren't interested in doing it? And the answer is categorically not. Everyone was really up for doing this from the beginning. And yeah, like, you... I think we... Um, we don't appreciate as much how good our fans are, actually, especially with playoffs. Everyone's there from all 10 teams, no problems. You know, every hockey game we have almost on a weekly basis, you don't hear of things that you might hear in other sports or in other leagues around the world. And the fact that the hockey fans are so great like that really is something to be proud of and something that we should be promoting. So, of course, every team's doing their own thing for it in each particular night. We'll get word on the clan on that. But from a league point of view, what's the what's the plan for the, the weekend in terms of what you guys are all doing? Yeah, so we have the puck, the, the pride pucks that are on their way to be here. So we want to do a, a ceremonial puck drop before each game and have teams inviting uh, people from the different organisations in their communities to come and do that drop and, and actually make a, a moment on the ice because we can do what we like off the ice. But I think actually having it visible at the rinks is really good as well. So we have the pride pucks. Uh, fans can win some Pride Pucks. We're going to give some away on social media if you uh, post photos of yourself in Pride colours with hashtag Pride Weekend. Uh, we'll pick some uh, people there randomly to win some of them. And then we are uh, hopefully going to have a video, um, depending when this goes out or not, uh, may or may not have been published already, that uh, we want to use on social media and we also want to use it on the screens as well in the arenas to kind of give the message about why we're doing this weekend. So as great a weekend as this going to be, and I'm certainly looking forward to it, it's not going to be a one-off, is it? We're going to see more of this in the future? I really hope so. Um, like, uh, as I said in the press conference, I, I spoke... Uh, decent length with the SHL about the Pride weekend they do there in Sweden and 
while we're not going to be at the level to have a national newspaper backing us like they do, we, we can grow this uh, over different uh, years. And speaking to You Can Play, uh, what they said to us was what you're doing in the first year is actually pretty incredible. For some sports, just getting every team on board with the idea is an achievement in itself. But when you look at what the different teams are doing and we have one of the games on TV and all things like that, it's, it's really good. Media manager at the Elite Ice Hockey League, Luke Fisher there speaking to our very own Craig Anderson at Tuesday's launch for the Elite League's first ever Pride weekend. Let's talk now about last weekend's results in the league. And on Tuesday, I caught up with the oracle of BritishIceHockey.co.uk. It's Craig Anderson. Uh, So, Craig, a big thank you for joining us and uh, another... Oh, intriguing weekend of ice hockey just gone. And we'll start off with the Elite Ice Hockey League. I think if you spoke to Aaron Fox at the start of the weekend, would you take four points? Uh, I think he would have snapped your hand off, wouldn't it? And it, it was a remarkable weekend uh, for the Steelers, beating both Cardiff and Belfast. And that's mightily impressive, isn't it? It's fantastic for them. And, and I, I got to thinking over the course of the weekend just how pivotal a weekend this could be. For the title race, and you have to say momentum is very much with the Steelers right now. To go to Cardiff, you know, it'd be 4-3 down with about six minutes to go and turn it around into a victory in regulation time. Um, It's fantastic for them, shutting the door on on the Devils in the last couple of minutes, and then going home to take on a Belfast Giants team and and beat them by four goals to one as well. It is incredibly impressive. And again, as I said, talking about momentum right now, very much with the Steelers. But you have to remember those four games in hand that Cardiff have over them which could play a part in the, the fullness of time as well. But I think if you asked Aaron Fox if he would be happy with this position, he, he and his team find himself in right now. I think undoubtedly he, he would take that in a heartbeat. Yes, absolutely. Uh, obviously this weekend uh, the Steelers have uh, a, a couple of encounters with teams who are looking to get in the playoffs. So really big banana skins. Uh, Manchester Storm on, on Saturday and then on Sunday uh, they're travelling to the Coventry Blaze. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky weekend coming up. It's a tricky weekend and you're at a stage of the season where everybody's still got something to, to play for. We're a long way away from, from knowing exactly who's going to finish where. So until that starts to materialise and, and show itself, you know, Manchester, um, where they are at the moment, they're, I think they're just above the, the, the black line for the playoffs right now. Um, you know, And then Coventry Blaze are sitting nicely in mid-table, but they, they want to keep kicking on. They don't want to be dragged into a scrap in the, the final few weeks of the season. So there's no doubt that task doesn't get any easier as the weeks go on. Every point becomes a, a prisoner as we go, and you know the Steelers will, will certainly know that for sure. Now let's talk about uh, some other results uh, from, from last weekend. And uh, we, we had Ryan Finity on last week, and uh, we were talking about that big game down at Altrincham, uh, the Storm taking on the five flyers. Manchester Storm winning by five goals to two. Um, big, big result, that one for the Storm, and now uh, well above that, that black line. Yeah, that's a big one for them. And as you say, Ben, that now takes them five points away from five who are rock bottom of the table. Dundee stars in between them. And it, again, it just keeps that little bit of momentum going for the Storm and the fact that they're very keen to get in the playoff places. They missed out on it last year, so the onus is very much getting into that top eight. And again, it's just a reflection of where five are at the moment. You know, If we're going to talk about them, which I dare say we will do. But uh, no, an impressive weekend as well for their new signing, Frankie Melton, two assists in two games. So that's a positive way for, for him to start his uh, his career with the Manchester Storm and, and what was a big result for them. You know, again, it keeps that little bit of a gap between the, them and the, those bottom two teams as well. So well done for them. They'll, they'll be absolutely thrilled with that. And as we've already touched upon, another couple of tough games for them coming up this weekend. Now, uh, for the five flyers, obviously, um, you know, a difficult uh, defeat there. But I, I... 
decent enough performance, I think, against the Nottingham Panthers on, on Sunday night. It finished 3-2-2 uh, to the Panthers. Uh, but uh, there was a bit of life there, uh, in, in, especially in the opening 10 minutes or so. Yeah, I mean, they got the opening two goals. Um, Jordan Boesa, who doesn't score that often, and Carlo Fanucci, who's now equaled uh, Fife's all-time elite league scoring record. That's him on 200 points level with uh, Bobby Shimon. One more point, obviously, for, for those that, that need the maths. Um, one more point will, will take him um, above Shimon. So a great start for Fife, and I think the fans were starting to think, wow, you know, we, we could be on here. But the Panthers, never a team to be underestimated. I say it all the time. As soon as uh, Georgs Golovkov's pulled one back, you sense that Nottingham were, were far from out of the game. And then they were sucker punched in the end. 17 seconds to go. Brian Connolly um, scoring what proved to be the, the winning goal. And again, just sums up Fife right now and the, the way things are going for them. So I think there was some positives, certainly, they can take. But Fife definitely in dire need of some help. Um, there was some news on that front when it was announced that there, there will be a fans forum. Um, well, the, the owners and management will meet with the fans early February, no date confirmed as yet, but it's badly needed You know, if, if, to get to the bottom and try and salvage what's left of the season they have to act quickly uh, and, and try and get some help for Todd Dutiam and his team um, if they're going to uh, turn it around, but being where they are right now is not a good position and if anything it's a bit of a shock mm. Well, uh, with um, we'll come back to the Fireflies in a second because they've got uh, two big games this weekend. Uh, but uh, you mentioned the gap between the Storm and, and the Flyers is five points. In the middle of that is is Dundee, and uh, with with Manchester beating Fife, it was important that Dundee got something this weekend. Uh, a, a thrilling game uh, down in the Midlands. Coventry plays six, Dundee Stars four. What a, what a game that must have been! Uh, but then Dundee bouncing back on Sunday and, and how beating the Cardiff Devils by five goals to two I mean how important is that result for Omar? Definitely important again you know their, their aim is the, the top eight like Manchester they missed out on it last year so Omar's you know putting a lot into getting his team above that black line this year right now they're a little bit behind it but as long as they keep winning and picking up points it keeps them on Manchester's tail right now they're right behind them and I think the two of them are due to play each other this weekend as I look down yet they are Sunday and um, Dundee go down to Manchester so that again that becomes a, a big big game in its own way also but Dundee were looking to bounce back they had that 6-4 defeat in Coventry plenty of positives to take from that four goals kept them competitive and it was only when Dylan Lawrence and, and John Curran got the goals in the third period that was able to, to swing it their way so again they've taken what they could from that turned it into a fantastic victory against the Cardiff Devils and that's a result that would have delighted Sheffield fans, as we kind of touched upon a little bit at the beginning here. But it, it just shows you that there's still life in Dundee. You know, we, we talked for a long time about the form they were in, and I said about being being worried about them. I'm quite positive about them now. That the changes that they've made to their team seems to be making a bit of an impact, and that's all you can ask for at this stage and hope they can build a, a level of momentum, get a head of steam up, that they can see themselves in that top eight. But the nature of this league is right now, there's ten, you know, there's ten teams in only eight places up for grabs, and two will miss out. Mm. Uh, well, well, we'll try and catch up with Omar Pasha for the, for this week's show because it is a it's a big weekend for Dundee. Uh, Dundee hosting the Glasgow clan uh, on, on Friday. Uh, more on that in a second. And as you rightly pointed out, uh, Craig, on Sunday it's Manchester hosting Dundee. Blimey, big big games coming left, right, and centre in the Elite Ice Hockey League. Uh, just to cover off uh, a couple of other results though from from last weekend, let's let's go to the Glasgow clan. Uh, obviously on 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 Thursday night uh, they were beaten three two, but after overtime, so so a point there against the Nottingham Panthers. Um, but then on on Saturday a defeat to the Belfast Giants at home by five goals to two. 
setting up a, a big weekend uh, for the clan. Friday night, Dundee away, and then the derby on Sunday, five flyers coming to Glasgow. So, big weekend to come for the clan. Sorry, the line went a bit tricky there, talking about the clan. Okay, bye. No, I'm looking. Uh, no, it's been... It's not been so good with Glasgow clan recently, and I think the fans had had enough on Saturday night on the back of that result against the Belfast Giants. There were positives to take from the game on Thursday against the Nottingham Panthers, um, going down in overtime, and a terrific finish it was from Jake Hansen as well, it has to be said. Um, but you would have thought any positivity would have been carried into the game on Saturday, and clan blew it. You know, let's be honest about it. The first period, I think 14, 15 minutes of that first period, Belfast had at least one guy in the penalty box. Clan had power play after power play and just couldn't score. Um, funnily enough, Giants did get a goal in the first period from a power play, um, as ironic things happen. And then early in the second period, four goals in the space of 98 seconds and, and Clan were beaten at that point. And it was just, it was just a weird thing to, to see. You know, and I put it down to a game of two halves um, But when I reflected on the game on Saturday, where the first half you had all that going on, as I've just mentioned, and in the second half of the game, it was actually a closely fought contest between two teams putting everything out there, and the clan actually won that second half of the game by a goal to nil. So quite a strange one. Understandably, Zach Fitzgerald was, was very unhappy with his players. He was very straight to the point on Saturday. It wasn't good enough. That was the, the way he summed it up. And he's, I think he's getting to a point now where he, he wants more from his team. And for some reason, silly mistakes are, have crept into the games a little bit. And he's, he's he's been patient with them all season. He's talked them up all season. But there comes a point where enough's enough. And I think that was where Zach was um, on, on Saturday night. Whether they can carry that um, into... The weekend, we'll have to see. It's a huge weekend, of course, for all manner of reasons. But for Clan to have three games, two of which are away from home, is a, a tough schedule for them. And it's the middle of a run of nine games in 20 days um, as well. So there's, there's a lot going on with the Clan right now. If they can turn it round and at least get four points out of six this weekend, that, that might be satisfying. But they'll, they'll want all six, of course, to try and pull them away. The last thing they want is to be dragged into a, a playoff scrap. Um, that happened a couple of years ago under John Tripp. So, yeah, um, a lot of interesting things that the Clan will have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, it's, uh, that that middle game uh, is just a the small matter of Belfast Giants away uh, for the, for the clan. So, uh, oh no bother, no bother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's. I mean, I remember it in the before Christmas we were talking up the clan as a, a top four prospect, weren't we? And it, it, just the injuries caught up with them, haven't they? It's injuries and you know mistakes, as I've mentioned. Just just uh, just guys maybe switching off at the wrong moment, you know, and it, it's killing them. It is killing them, and the, the latest injury to hit them was the goalie, Patrick Colleen, who, let's be fair, has kept them in a lot of games this year, so they had to um, put their faith in uh, Jordan McLaughlin the last couple of games. Jordan, no stranger to elite league experience, he played as backup to Tyler Beskarowani at Edinburgh Capitals a couple of years ago. Tyler, of course, went on to play for Belfast last year and won the league. Jordan went down to Solway Sharks, but has come back to the elite league. Still seen as a, as a bit of a prospect. I think you know he's, he's making the most of his opportunity. Um, I spoke to him for the, the Clan Chat podcast this week, and he's certainly enjoying the, his opportunity right now. But again, the, the injuries are a big problem. Mathieu is going to be out for a number of weeks as well. He's got an upper body injury, which looks like a bit of a broken hand. I'm no doctor, but that's certainly the, the way it looked to me. Um, so uh, there just seems to be no let up in the, the casualties and the, the guys that are needing treatment right now. Like we said, a big big weekend there for, for Glasgow coming up. Uh, just before we, we leave the Elite League, uh, just to mention for the two the couple of teams in, in mid-table land, uh, Guildford Flames, they only had one match that last weekend and it was an overtime defeat uh, to the Coventry Blaze. So 
a good weekend for Coventry, uh, an okayish weekend for Guildford. They're just ticking over now, aren't they? It's, it's a case of uh, just keeping themselves with that five or six point gap um, to the clan and 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 uh, that that black line just around the Storm and and Dundee. Yeah, that's it. You know, you'd rather be in the upper half, of, uh, that upper area rather than the lower area, of course. And Coventry and Guildford, they're two teams that have played out a good few tight clashes this year. So Coventry will be pleased with that one. As I said, the, you know, their their focus is is getting in the playoffs with some room to spare, as opposed to the, the scraps they've had in recent years, and that's good to see. And I, I think I mentioned that in the five things we learned this week. You know, it's a gradual process with Coventry. It has been for the last couple of years under Danny Stewart. I remember some fans last year, a minority, I might add, um, were wanting Stewart out because they, they felt they hadn't improved. Well. Danny has improved them. He's he knows what the team needs. He knows who he's bringing in and everything else. And I think since the, the new goalie came in, CJ Mott, he's uh, performed very well for them. They don't seem to be leaking as many goals as they were before. They, they went through a phase where they were the second top scorers um, in the league and the worst, I think, the worst defence or something like that, or not far off it anyway. So I think they've they've stemmed the flow of goals going the other way. Um, so if they can. Keep that going to, to the end of the season. We can see Coventry certainly having a, a playoff spot and uh, you know enjoying the, the final weeks of the season in relative comfort. Uh, matches then this weekend, we've covered most of them off already, but uh, with regards to Guildford, Guildford travelling to Nottingham on Saturday and then on Sunday hosting Belfast. So a very difficult weekend for Guildford. Uh, we've also got the Coventry Blaze hosting the Sheffield Steelers uh, on Sunday, so so that's a tough game for, for Coventry. And uh, a big, big game on Sunday as well between Cardiff Devils and the Nottingham Panthers. We've not really covered the Nottingham Panthers, but they've, after, after last weekend's uh, big billing between Sheffield, Cardiff and, and Belfast. Nottingham picked up a win and uh, they've moved in the middle of Cardiff and Belfast now. So after the Continental Cup exploits, that's a result there for uh, for Nottingham. Yep, definitely. Um, you know, and again, it's a team that have gradually improved as the season's gone on as well. I think they're, they're ruined their early season form, which has made them play catch up. But no, to see them in between Belfast and Cardiff in that, that table right now is good for them. Still very much in it. I don't know about a, a title push. I'm, I'm not really sure about that, but a high-ranking spot in the playoffs, I think, will be will be very pleasing for Tim Wallace uh, in his first season. Uh, and Nottingham t- travelling to Cardiff on Sunday. Just a mm. minor, minor game there. And uh, yeah. speaking of minor games, uh, just a quick mention uh, for the Wednesday night clash in the Challenge Cup uh, semi-final first leg, Cardiff hosting Nottingham. Um, obviously, we're recording this bit of the show on Tuesday, so we can't really comment. But, um, I mean, it's Glasgow clan have got a mountain to climb uh, for the game on the 29th, the second leg. So, uh, essentially, Cardiff and Nottingham, uh, It's it's a big one, this one. It certainly is, and you're talking about two teams that have done well in this competition in years gone by. We all know about what Panthers did um, in this tournament under Corey Nielsen and the, the multiple times they won it. They, they've kind of fell away from it in recent years because of the emergence of, of Belfast Giants. Certainly in the last couple of years, Cardiff have won it a couple of times as well. So these two teams are well-versed in winning this competition, and it's going to be an interesting clash. I would say for the other one, you know, Steelers are, are well away with it, having won 5-1 in the first leg. Uh, it looks like the second leg may just be a formality on, on current form. But this one could be a lot closer, and I think if Panthers can take a positive result away from Cardiff, am I right in saying it's in Cardiff? I don't have it to hand. Yes. You know, that'll set them up nicely for, for the second leg at the, the Motor Point Arena um, next week. And, you know, a cup final in Tim Wallace's first year in charge. 
that really would be a, a fantastic sign for, for the Panthers when you consider it was relatively muddled last year under Rich Chairman as then later uh, Rick Strachan as well. Panthers also lost at the semi-final stage to Guildford last year. Cardiff arguably a much bigger challenge, but if they can get by that, they'll be, they'll be delighted. Well, uh, that's our look at the Elite League and the Challenge Cup. Let's uh, have a little look now at uh, the national division of the NIHL. And... Um, I'm going to say our, our reputation is intact slightly. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Finity did come on the show last week and, and Storm won fine in their big game. Um, but uh, for Telford, I mean, it was always going to happen, wasn't it? The, the, they were going to slip up at some point. They couldn't keep winning, 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 could they? Um, but I suppose to, to lose twice over the weekend, uh, admittedly once one in overtime against Leeds, that's, that's a big weekend, isn't it, for the rest of the division, especially Swindon? Well, if you also take into account Telford lost through the week in the, the NIHL National Cup as well, the, the semi-final first leg, they lost 7-4 um, to Swindon, which might have knocked them off the rails a little bit. You would have thought they might have uh, sprung back in action when they went to Hull on Saturday, but a 6-3 loss, um, you know, as, as maybe, you know, as you say, not a disaster by any stretch of the imagination. There is that gap um, but between them and uh, and and Swindon right behind them. But I think the loss at home to Leeds, I think, would have surprised many people, certainly raised my eyebrows. Yeah, they got a point from it, so not a complete disaster. Um, but that, that gap's now cut to six points, and Telford still have the game in hand, remember. Um, so I, I would say a little bit slightly concerning the fact they've got through the last seven days with three defeats. But, you know, if they bounce back the next game, I think it'll be a, a minor blip. Yes, uh, the next game, incidentally, is taking place on Saturday and it's a return match. It's Telford against the Hull Pirates and on Sunday, uh, Telford will be travelling to Sheffield uh, to take on the Steel Dogs. So, tough weekend to come for Telford. Uh, Swindon did enough. Uh, they beat Milton Keynes Lightning on Saturday after overtime by four goals to three. And then in, in mid-table land, it's... it's it's carried on, isn't it? It's much of a muchness. Everyone taking pot shots at everyone, and but a, a four-point weekend uh, for for the Peterborough Phantoms. Yep, good couple of results for them. That lifts them into third place above Basin Stoke Bison. Um, you know, Bison, although they beat the Bracknell Bees eight-two um, on Saturday, that was their only game of the weekend. But Peterborough beating the Leeds Chiefs on Saturday, and then just edging past the Sheffield Steel Dogs on Sunday with a, a six-five victory. Um, a couple of goals for, for James Ferrara, bearing in mind he's retiring at the end of the season. So very much a, a swan song season for him. Um, but very pleasing for, for the Phantoms. I don't think there's enough there for him to, to make a, a late uh, a late charge for the title. But that's um, a couple of good results for them. Uh, they should be very happy with that. And But, the, you know, it's Bison and uh, Hull Pirates beneath them. I've got three games in hand over them. So whether they've done enough to, to hold on to that third place in the, the short term, we have to wait and see. And uh, we'll try and get Jason Hewitt on from from Hull because obviously, like we said, it's a, a big weekend to come. And and uh, as as they got as it was a four point weekend for Peter, but we'll get Slava Kulikov on the show as well because we've mm. not had either on for for ages. Uh, so the good chance to put a spotlight on the division as we head into a, a big weekend. Uh, as we said, Hull Pirates travelling to Telford on Saturday and uh, then Telford uh, travelling to Sheffield on Sunday. Um, for Swindon, Swindon will be hosting the Steel Dogs on Saturday and then travelling to the Leeds Chiefs on Sunday. It's Peterborough against Basingstoke, incidentally, on Sunday as well as those two go head-to-head. 
and uh, on Saturday the two of them go head to head as well but this time at uh, at Basingstoke um, so big weekend to come and plenty of twists and turns but I suppose the, the other avenue to look at in this division is that race for the playoffs with the Raiders and the Bratnell Bees just separated by one point Bratnell uh, do have a game in hand and incidentally the two will be going head to head on Saturday yeah, that's a fascinating one. We spoke about how tight it is in the elite league in that kind of area as well. It's it's the same here. Steel Dogs are, look to be a little bit away from it in seventh place. But yeah, it looks as though it's a straight shootout between the Raiders and Bracknell Bees as we, as we look at it right now. Um, Bracknell not having the, the best of form recently. They've they've uh, struggled a bit as I look. I think it's one win in five or something. Um, just a, a quick scan of their recent form there as well. Raiders got a big win on uh, on Sunday against uh, Milton Keynes Lightning. Their first in four games, four or five games. Um, so terrific for them. As you say, that, that's a big game on Saturday um, when they host the, the Bracknell Bees. And I don't think it'll... I don't think it will go a long way into deciding who's going to um, take that that final spot, but it might give a little psychological edge to one of them. Yes, absolutely. Well, Craig, just before you go, just a quick plug for BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Uh, what's coming up in your world over the next seven days or so? Well, I'm working with the Glasgow clan this week um, for, for Matt Haywood's testimonial. I've been roped into a few things there, which I'm delighted to be to be part of, so that's good. But I'll certainly try and uh, look at what's happening towards the tail end of the week. Just before we do go, though, I just want to wish congratulations to Murrayfield Racers and Whitley Warriors. They're both in the NIHL North Cup final um, after winning their semi-finals at the weekend. Murrayfield getting past the Solway Sharks and Whitley getting past the, the Billingham Stars. So um, that should be a, a fascinating cup final when it comes round. I don't think there's a date for that yet. So well done to those two. And, uh, yep, just keep your eye on British Ice Hockey for, for what's coming up. Craig Anderson there from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. And in a second, we'll be hearing from Omar Pasha, head coach of the Dundee Stars. But before that, just a mention for the, the, the brilliant game that took place on Wednesday night in the first leg of the semi-final of the Challenge Cup between the Cardiff Devils and the Nottingham Panthers. What a game of ice hockey, especially in the in the third period. Uh, superb stuff. Cardiff going in after the first period 1-0 up. Then, remarkably, Nottingham Panthers go 3-1 up at the end of the second period. And then at the end of the third period, it's back as you were. All square again, Five all. Uh, four goals for Cardiff in that third period. Uh, Nottingham getting two of their own, uh, making it five apiece at the end of that first leg. What a game of ice hockey that must have been. And just a reminder, those semi-finals, the second leg semi-finals will be taking place next Wednesday, the 29th of January. Uh, Sheffield Steelers hosting the Glasgow clan and that returning counter, Nottingham hosting the Cardiff Devils. And still all very much to play for in that uh, Nottingham-Cardiff encounter there. Superb stuff. Very shortly, we'll be hearing from Salva Kulikov, head coach at the Peterborough Phantoms and his counterpart at the Hull Pirates, Jason Hewitt. But before that, we're going to stick with the Elite Ice Hockey League now and to the Dundee Stars. Quite an important weekend coming up for Dundee with that away trip to Manchester on Sunday and, of course, Friday night's home game against the Glasgow clan. And joining me now down the other end of the phone, we should be joined by the welcome return of Dundee Stars head coach. It's Omar Pasha. Uh, well, Omar, big thank you for joining us. And uh, before we get to this weekend's big weekend, because it is pretty seismic uh, for the club, let's talk about the results from last weekend. Uh, a bit of a, a thriller against Coventry Blaze on Saturday, but a great result against the Cardiff Devils on, on Sunday. So so how, how, was your, how was your weekend? 
No, I, I think to look back on Saturday, I thought um, I thought we didn't manage the puck great. Uh, obviously, the period, the really bad start. We we had a five minute power play, and we can see it too short on the goals, which is uh, something that we obviously can't do as a as a as a team. But uh, what I liked was our fight back in the second period, and in the third, I think we because we were chasing the game so much and we were trying to claw our way back, I think we ran out of juice a bit in the third, but we also didn't manage a puck as well as we would hope. I mean, we made too many turnovers and we played kind of in Coventry's hand, who's, who's a very, very fast team with quick transition. And, uh, you know, we they, we made it 4-4. We had the momentum in the third. I, I really believe whoever scored the next goal was probably going to win the game. And, Unfortunately, we couldn't claw our way back. But uh, on Sunday, it was a great response by the guys. We talked about the uh, the start, and we probably had the best best overall period. But I would say the best ten minutes of hockey we played all year. We were speaking earlier about about that five all draw last night in in the Challenge Cup. Four all <laughs> after the second period on on Saturday for you at Coventry. What's what's it like being a head coach in matches like that? I mean, it's quite. It must be really tense. Let's say. Well, it was very frustrating the first period in Coventry, that's for sure. Um, but the second period, I thought the second and third period were okay. I, I, I just thought the start in our first period wasn't very good. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, um, what I like in the last, uh, we had the, this discussion with the guys, in the last 10 games were 6-3-1, and one, and, um, you know, and there was a game against Belfast that I really thought we played some of our best hockey of the year, and we lost. And the two game, the, the other three games we lost uh, were against Cardiff away, Coventry away, and Nottingham away. And those were games that, well, we got a point in Nottingham, but those are games that we didn't have a, the bestest of starts. So we focused really on the start. And because we will, like, if we have to, we will claw ourselves back. But then, you know, it, it's always a mountain to, to climb, and you're always playing with fire doing that. So we talked about the start. and. I was really happy with the guys' responses on uh, on on Sunday, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I, I, I think you were 3-0 up, weren't you, at one point? 3-0 uh, up, a very good first half an hour or so uh, for, for you guys against the Cardiff Devils and, and seeing the game home right towards the end as well. So, um, I mean, that result there, heading into this weekend's matches against Glasgow and, and the Storm, that, that sets up... The, the coming games quite interestingly for for Dundee with this this playoff race. I mean, what's the mood in the camp like? I mean, the mood in the camp is obviously uh, you know we wanted to learn from our game on Saturday, so that was a quick turnaround for Sunday. Um, I mean, for us, it's very simple. We want to keep this you know keep picking up points, and um, you know there's no secret against Glasgow and Manchester. It's basically playoff hockey right now, and. You know, it's teams right in front of us. And, uh, you know, the swing of games and also the swing of points can make a big difference at the end of the season. So, for us, we obviously value this weekend immensely. Um, you know, last weekend, our goal was to keep ourselves, you know, within distance and, and hopefully pick up, you know, a minimum of two points. Uh, you know, if you, in the grand scheme of things, that's what we we're hoping. But, you know, this weekend, it's really important to keep clawing our way back and, Hopefully after the weekend we can be in a in a good position uh, regarding the playoffs. But all we want is is keep performing, and the way we perform and it will give us the best chances of winning hockey games. On Sunday night, uh, you, you could be uh, sitting there in seventh uh, if results go a certain way over the weekend. Uh, so it's it's all to play for, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, you know, look back. Uh, 
pre-Christmas, we were nine points out of a playoff spot, and I think we were 10 points out of seven. Now we're four points behind seven, then two points behind a playoff spot. So, again, there's a lot to play for. Um, you know, we put ourselves back in the race of things, and obviously we still have, um, you know, I, I think there's four teams competing for that last two playoff spots. Um, you know, you never know. You just got to pick up points, and especially this weekend against those two teams that are right in front of you. You know, that's a four-point swing. So, you know, you can control your destiny right now, and that's the beauty of what we are in this situation as we speak. I mean, we, we're still, you know, not a hoping – we're still not necessarily at the stage where you hope that other teams beat those teams so we can control what we can control right now and especially this upcoming weekend. Now, let's talk about the home game uh, on Friday night against the Glasgow Clan. It's a, it's a derby game anyway. It's also uh, great branding for for Pride Weekend too. Uh, that Dundee Ice Arena, it was it was a great atmosphere on Sunday against Cardiff. You're going to want the same on Friday night as well. Yeah, well, Lena, obviously, uh, uh, you know, our fans to get behind us. I mean, uh, you can just tell there's a different vibe in the, in the stands now. The last four games are the energy in the building has been great. Um, you know, the game against Fife at home, the game against uh, Belfast, even though we lost, I thought the energy in the building was great. And obviously the game against the 90s night we had against Guilford and, and the game against uh, Cardiff, you know, it, fair play to our fans to, you know, to make that extra noise. And, you know, it's a it's a combination of both. We have to give them something to cheer about. And when they do see that, they're obviously louder than ever. So um, I really like how we're playing at home right now. We need to keep that momentum, and uh, obviously we need a big crowd because a uh, rival team against them, it's always an exciting night. Dundee Stars head coach Omar Pasha there speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast on Thursday. Sticking with the Dundee Stars now, and I'm back to this weekend's Pride weekend in the Elite Ice Hockey League. At the launch on Tuesday, Craig Anderson caught up with winger at the Dundee Stars. Here's Matt Marquard. Well, Matt, interesting times at Dundee. Big Pride weekend coming up. We'll, we'll talk about the, the current form. How is, how's things at Dundee right now? Good win on Sunday? Good, yeah, things are great. Um, you know, we've had a bit of a resurgence here since uh, since the holiday, um, holiday week. Um, yeah, things have, things have been going really well. We're taking things one game at a time, and um, you know we're down coming down the stretch here, and and the league is is very tight, top to bottom, and uh, everyone's looking everyone's looking to climb the ladder here going into uh, going into this big playoff race. So things are good right now in camp. Everybody's um, really uh, the attitude's great. Uh, we're working really hard, uh, and like I said, taking things game by game, and um, you know just looking to to get to get points here. How much of a difference have the two new guys that have come in made to the, the team in terms of refreshing everything and maybe pressing the reset button? Yeah, see, that was a, that was a big thing. Uh, it was tough to see a couple of guys go, but uh, I mean, uh, as a whole, it's worked out for everybody. You know, Elgin Pierce has been doing great things with Belfast, and Justin Malin uh, just won the Continental Cup with uh, Sandriusk, and um, you know, the the two guys that that we brought in have been. Uh, have been great for our team and uh, really complimented uh, our style of play. And um, you know, just when we did press the reset button there, um, things have been a lot, a lot different for us. Um, we're really, really bought in. Everybody understands, uh, you know, just the the implications of of every single game coming down the stretch here. And now we're into the last twenty, and and every game, uh, every game really matters. So everything's magnified right now. But uh, you know, we're getting getting along. We got some great cohesion on and off the ice, and. Um, you know, we're just looking to, to keep putting together good results. 
I know you'd much rather be higher up the table in a much more comfortable position, but it's a lot of fun to, to, to be at this stage and, and where you are in the league with so much to play for. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously uh, tough to be to be where we are, mm. and uh, but it just goes to show you how important every single game is from, from the start of the year. Um, you know, unfortunately, we we didn't have some of the results, and and um, you know we haven't been getting any points from 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 ties like we have in the past. So um, no, it's I mean, like you said, uh, it's it it's tough to be where we are, but it's also fun that uh, you know it's, it's fun to play games that really matter, um, especially coming down the stretch here. Um, like we've been saying in in North America, the way the format is there. You can play 20-plus games in playoffs, and you need 16 wins. So we're, we're less than 20 games left in the regular season here, so every game's a playoff game. And, and um, you know, every game has big playoff implications. So those are games, as a, as a competitive athlete, you want to be a part of. And, um, you know, they've, been, they've all been very exciting, so I'm sure it'll, it'll continue to, uh, to get more and more exciting as, as the season progresses. And of course, you missed out in the playoffs last year, so all your focus was really in getting in that top eight this year. For sure. I mean, that was a big, uh, we were very disappointed last year with how things played out. Um, thought we deserved a little bit better, but it just goes to show you how strong the league is. And, you know, anyone can beat anyone on any night. And um, unfortunately, last year we came out on the, the short end of it. But, um, you know, we had a lot of, uh, like we'd said at the start of the year, there, we feel there's some unfinished business here with Dundee. And, and um, you know, we just got to keep pushing to get into that top eight because uh, anything could happen from there. Great win against Cardiff on Sunday. What was the secret behind it? No secret. I mean, uh, just the things we were starting to play a lot, a lot better, a lot more consistent hockey, and I think that's that's uh, our recipe is just playing playing solid, consistent defense, first team, first hockey, and we've been playing excellent as of late. You know, our last. Um, 10 12 games i think we've, we've played a very consistent brand of hockey you're not going to win them all but um you know we've been we've been playing very well so there's no real secret but uh but to just play consistent and play together and i think that was the way we played our, our goaltending on out was excellent our, our goaltender played awesome again our defense were very solid and our forwards were, were were playing the defensive side of the puck first and capitalizing on the offensive opportunities we had so um that was the big key to, to Sunday's victory and uh, you know that's a big uh, jumping off point here going down the stretch. Now you and I we're in a hotel in Glasgow right now it's part of the, the build up to the Pride weekend this week it's huge it's all across the, the league as well how excited are you to be part of what's going to be a huge weekend for everybody? I'm very excited very proud to be a part of it, um, it it's, it's excellent it's a great initiative um, you know worldwide for hockey right now um, you know from from the NHL and uh, the You Can Play project things like that and it's great to see that uh you know the number one thing is is awareness and um it's great to see the elite league bringing that in and if the fans have been very uh have been great for it for mm. since since i've come to the league you know you see you see a lot of uh pride around all the rinks all the rinks around the league and it's great that everyone's getting together and and raising awareness and um you know it should be great because hockey like they say hockey is for everyone it doesn't matter your your age, your gender, your ethnicity, sexual orientation. Uh, I think it's a game that really brings people together, and it's very inclusive. So um, it's exciting times, and it's great to to grow the game and and make make people uh, everybody feel welcome at uh, at ice hockey. It's a great message to send out as well to warn everybody that maybe isn't familiar with ice hockey as well that anybody can play, anybody can join in, uh, and we've seen that as you say throughout the years. Yeah, I mean, it's been great. Um, you know, to think the biggest league in the world, the National Hockey League, is still 
you know, doing things to find ways to grow the game. And, and we see, uh, you know, ice hockey over here isn't, you know, the, the primary sport or the most prevalent sport prevalent sport but um you know it's great to see more and more people get involved and and doing things to make hockey very inclusive and whether you're playing or just enjoying ice hockey it's great to have everybody involved it's uh you know it's it's great to have the the great atmospheres we have around the around the league uh the rinks are always very lively and it's a lot of fun and and a lot of people that go to hockey games say they just they just love the experience and it's a it's a great atmosphere for everyone so it's a great message and a great initiative uh we're doing here as a whole as a league and it's great to have everybody on board Dundee winger Matt Marquant there speaking to Craig Anderson on this week's Pride Weekend across the Elite Ice Hockey League. And incidentally, that match between Dundee and the Glasgow clan on Friday night will be live on Free Sports as well. From the Elite Ice Hockey League now to the NIHL. And uh, later, we should say, we're going to start our preview for the North Cup. It's going to be Murrayfield taking on the Whitley Warriors. And uh, this week, we're going to be hearing from the Whitley Warriors and their captain, Dean Holland. Uh, but before that, it's to the national division of the NIHL that we turn to now. Shortly, we're going to be hearing from player head coach at the Hull Pirates, Jason Hewitt. But before that, it's to the Peterborough Phantoms. A great weekend for Peterborough just gone. Uh, a 6-3 win over the Leeds Chiefs on Saturday. And uh, following that up on Sunday with a 6-5 win over the Sheffield Steel Dogs. And that sees uh, the Peterborough Phantoms up to third position now in the league table. And joining me now from the Peterborough Phantoms, it's a welcome return to head coach. It's Slava Kulikov. Uh, well, Slava, a big Happy New Year to you and, and a welcome back to the show. Uh, up to third position now uh, following last week's results. It's still nip and tuck, isn't it, in that mid-table area? But uh, you must be pleased with last weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, we had the very very good return we played three games obviously one of them was in the semi-final of the cup and two in the league and to play three games in four days with most of the guys or everybody's work and and to get uh, all three wins it was really good for the club and uh, like you said it's um, very tight around third fourth fifth and sixth so every point goes a long way in the league and uh, like like you touched upon there with the, with the cup game against Hull, it's uh, w- including that it's three straight wins now, and uh, a lot of goals being scored as well by your boys. Yes, yes. Um, I'm not too sure where we're at in the league. I think we're in the top top three scoring. I would like to maybe correct and maybe concede one goal uh, a game less. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been good return from the boys. Everybody chipping in and. It's very important that it doesn't come from one or two guys. It's spread out, so so it looks really good for now. Now, obviously, at this stage of the season, um, there's obviously the cup games that, that that are on your plate, but there's also you know league form and heading towards the playoffs. Twelve points the gap now between yourselves and and Telford up at the top. So, how do you keep the momentum going heading towards the playoffs? So, you, so you don't take your eye too much off the ball and you you finish as high as you can in the league. Look, we we had a very Interesting start uh, to to our campaign this year. We always we never dressed a full team yet. Up to now, we had a lot of injuries and injuries to main guys as well. So, I think now that we got majority of the guys uh, back, we still got two out. But you know, it's kind of uh, <laughs> hopefully another week or two we'll get them back as well. I think it's just concentrated at one game at a time because. It's still quite a few games in the league. We're still in the semi-final of the cup. We're not really thinking about the playoffs right now. 
we just playing one game at a time and um, reviewing, learning and improving. And uh, with that, obviously, if you win, the confidence grow. And I think that's the best way to go forward. And uh, on weekends like this one, that's uh, that's uh, that's on the way for Peter. But this is, I'd imagine, this is why you're involved in head coaching, really, uh, for occasions like this one. A double header against the Basingstoke Bison, third taking on fourth this weekend. I mean, this is huge, isn't it, in the league? Yes, you always want to be involved in good games. You know, we've been in a league, uh, let's say, two years ago, where you go into the weekend unless something ridiculous happened, you're going to get four points and. It's not very interesting Interesting for the guy and, and the coach this year. It's been very, very tight league. Everyone is competing. Anyone can beat anyone on a, on a good night. And obviously, especially talking about this weekend, we know Basingstoke is really hard work and they play very aggressive at home. And it's just exciting, exciting to, you know, to prepare for those games. It's exciting to be involved in those games. And um, even more exciting if you win. Yeah, and uh, we, sh- we should say, obviously, there's going to be a travelling contingent going down there to Basingstoke on Saturday. But everyone who's in that Peterborough area needs to get themselves down to Planet Ice on, on Sunday, don't they, for that game, uh, the return match at Basingstoke. It's going to be a cracking atmosphere. Yes, it's been, obviously, a great atmosphere. When we play away, we usually get quite a few fans coming with us and they always support the team and it does help a lot. And if we talk about our home games this year and obviously back end of last year has been superb. We always have a very busy building. We have a lot of exciting fans and uh, it's been nights when you, they definitely help us to get an extra point or, or two points. For example, we don't need to go far against Sheffield on Sunday. We were trailing the whole of the game up to the last uh, maybe four minutes um, yeah, four or five minutes left, we were still trailing and the fans were always behind us. They were always cheering and supporting and uh, kind of gave us a gave us a lift. You know, it's always good to play uh, in front of the fans that excited to watch and help the team. And and enjoying it this season as well, Slavo. I mean, it's, it's, it, it does seem like every every weekend there's something entertaining going on in this division. I mean, it's, it is crackers, isn't it? Yes. If you want stability, you can get a nine-to-five job and, <laughs> you know, there is not much stress. And obviously, sometimes it's good. Sometimes uh, I would like to get a week off and just to switch off. But it, that's, you know, it's our choices. And this year, I think, has been one of the... Obviously, after the last two years in a different league, different setup, it's been very, very unpredictable. Uh, there has been highs, there has been, you know, maybe not as enjoyable nights. But if you have time to reflect and review overall, uh, I, I'm enjoying enjoying being involved in this uh, season for sure. Peter Phantoms head coach Slava Kulikov there speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And it wasn't just Peterborough who had back-to-back wins last weekend. The whole Pirates had a sensational victory over league leaders Telford Tigers on Saturday by six goals to three. And they followed that up with an away victory at Bracknell also by six goals to three. So a great weekend for the whole Pirates. And joining me now down the other end of the phone, we should be joined by the welcome return of player head coach at the whole Pirates. It's Jason Hewitt. Uh, well, Jason, a big thank you for joining us. And, and what a cracking weekend uh, you had personally, obviously uh, scoring a, a fair few goals this past week. Uh, but but some great goal scoring more generally from Hull and two fantastic results. How was the weekend? Yeah, it was good. And obviously it's, it's been a 
a long time coming to be fair to get another four point weekend we've had we've had our struggles and well documented injuries and we got some bodies back and it made a massive difference for us I'll talk to you about the the Bracknell win in a second but uh, you you're hosting the league leaders and they've been phenomenal all season uh, the Telford Tigers uh, what was the game plan going into this game to to not just stop them but but beat them the way you did yeah, I mean we've had we've we have had some good games with them, and I've said it previously, but they're a good solid team and and they're well coached. So they got three lines that that are going every night, and I know they've had a few results this this last week that's not gone their way. But I think that's probably the first time all year. Like I say, I think we probably deserve something out of a couple of the other games that we've played, but um, they are a deep team and they take their chances. So. I think we just we just flipped the table a little bit. Like I say, we had some bodies back, so we were able to run three lines as well, and we matched up quite well, just the way it worked out, really, and, and everybody was going. So, yeah, it was good. And when when we've got our full team, and we had a few, couple of guys still missing, but when we've got a team like we had, we, we should be taking points from everyone, really. There was a period during that match, wasn't there, where uh, between 20-odd minutes and, and the half-hour mark, where it was literally just... Every attack, there was a goal, uh, and that that carried on towards the end as well. Uh, with with yourselves, very very bish bash bosh finishing, just just getting the job done. That that clinical edge, you must be pleased with that side of things as well. Big time, yeah. That's that's all what we we've built ourselves there. We've we, we've been high scoring the last few years, and I like us when we when we're attacking. Um, when we sit back, we're not. It just doesn't suit us. So yeah, when we when we go after teams, it's uh it's nice to see it going because it really does pile of pressure on but they got a good goalie and you know luckily we managed to get to him a few in a row and and it kind of set the tone for the game really yes and uh, that then set the scene for an away trip to to the Bratnell bees and again beating them by six goals to three so what, what's the most satisfying performance do you feel the fact that you're getting consistency there as well i suppose is, is a bonus i think yeah i think both i think um certainly the the one on sunday was satisfying we've we've really struggled on the road and and not not through too many bad performances. There has been a few that um, you know I won't get into them, but there has been a few. But we've been right there in a lot of games, and it's been real frustrating, especially on long trips when you've got you know sort of all the way back to to think about it. So um, for a long time we've been win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and through a lot of adversity in our team. So it was nice to finally string a couple together and hopefully carry it into this weekend as well. And uh, when it when it comes to you and and this season, um, I'm right in saying this: you are the league current top goal scorer, aren't you? As well. So, how difficult is this at the moment to to juggle? You know what what you're leading the the the, the team on the ice and and off the ice as well. That that must be tough to juggle everything. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, the goal scorer is you need a bit of luck on your side as well. Um, but I have had I have had good good line mates. That's one thing that I've had to play a lot of minutes in the in the last little while while we've had some major injuries so I think that probably contributes to it quite a bit and I'm enjoying myself I'm enjoying my hockey and and when it's like that things things tend to go your way so there's quite a few factors but yeah just enjoy it and you know I'm here to I am here to to put points up for this team and um, so it's something I expect for myself as well as other guys on the team but yeah it's, it's you know it's nice but it means nothing when you come out on the wrong side I can tell you that.
Well, I was going to say about this weekend, because uh, uh, it'd be great to follow it, wouldn't it? But uh, it's a tough one. It's Telford away this time on, on Saturday. Uh, and then you're hosting the Bratnell Bees at, uh, at your gaff on... on, on uh, it's because you're, you're a Mancunian as well. I'm, I'm using Manchester phrases during this interview. Have <laughs> to forgive me, dear listener. Yeah, I like it. I <laughs> um, but yeah, this this is a tough weekend coming up. Uh, so so how are you shaping up heading into it? Yeah, we're, we're good. And obviously, we've, we've had a good weekend, but we know that you know, going into Telford, it's a it's a real tough place to play, and and they're good at home. So, and I think if I've read it right, they're, they're three losses on the bounce, so they're definitely going to be looking to to bounce back. And it just happens that it's us playing us, so we'll have to be we'll have to go in there and and play our game. Really, we're not we're not looking to change too much. We're just trying to string something together. So, and then yeah, we've got we've got Bratnell coming back to us again, and it was a tighter game than the score shows. I think we scored two empty netters last Sunday, so. You know, realistically, it's a four-three game, and and they just grind all night. So yeah, it's going to be a tough weekend. There's no easy weekends anymore, which is great, and we're looking forward to it. And the, the games keep coming thick and fast. Jason Hewitt, there, head coach of the whole Pirates, speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast, and will of course be returning to the National Division of the National Ice Hockey League on next week's show. But it's now time to go one step below from the National Division to North 1 and in particular the Whitley Warriors they sealed their place in the North Cup final last weekend by beating Billingham 13-5 on aggregate over a two-leg semi-final last weekend up in the North East and uh, for more on the Whitley Warriors now we should be joined uh, once again by the return of captain at the Whitley Warriors. It's Dean Holland on the other end of the phone now. Uh, well, Dean, a big thank you uh, for, for joining us and uh, congratulations on, on that great two-legged affair on at, at the weekend. I mean, the game on Sunday night, it was, it was end-to-end stuff really, wasn't it? Yeah, the Sunday night's game. I still didn't think we played great. We got the result. That's all. That's what we needed. And, but I still think we left Bellingham in the game for too long. But you probably kind of tell by the scoring it was a lot closer more people make out. Uh, so 8-3 on Sunday and uh, a 5-2 win on Saturday. And uh, what that sets up is a two-legged final against uh, Murrayfield. It's, it's like a grand old name fest, isn't it? That, that final there uh, harks back to uh, the, the glory days of British ice hockey, that's for sure. Uh, what, what, what does this mean for the club, this cup final coming up? Yeah, the, our club hasn't been in a cup final for a long time. We haven't been in any sort of final for a, for a lot of years. So it obviously means a lot, and obviously it means a lot to our fans as well. So it's going to be it's going to be a hard game, but it should be, but it should be good. And uh, when it comes to this season more generally, I mean, we spoke uh, before Christmas, and uh, it's been a cracking season thus far, hasn't there? There's lots of greens for wins, and not, and not too many defeats. So, so how's the season gone thus far? Do you feel? Yeah, we've we've done we've done really well. I think um, some games that we haven't played well, we've still managed to get a result of that in the previous years, but haven't managed to do. Whereas if the game was close, we would lose the game. But this year, we seem to have come out on the other end, and we're starting to win these games now. And uh, when it comes to the top of the of the division, uh, that is North One. Uh, it's uh, it's a right tussle, isn't it, with the with the Solway Sharks? Uh, but uh, one one point behind them. But you do have three games in hand. Uh, I mean, how's the league campaign been? Yeah, it's been really good for it. Um, obviously, we've still got to play Solway. I think three more times, and we've got to play Solly Hull twice in their rink. So I. Th- Obviously, we've got a hard running, but if we can manage to stay stay disciplined and win nine games, uh, obviously the, we're hoping the title will be ours. 
eight games unbeaten now at, at, at the moment, and uh, that does include a, an 11-1 win and a 13-2 win as well in in that run of form at the moment. Uh, but uh, back to back to the North Cup final then, and uh, the the Murrayfield Racers. You played them uh, a couple of times already this season. So what what do you think for this this uh, two-legged final coming up in in mid Feb? Tony Orris has a team well drilled, and they are a good team. They've got good players. They know how to play well in their rink. It's going to be two really hard games, um, and I think it's going to be really close over the two legs, which makes it makes it even more interesting. We got beaten their rink. We're a short bench, but that's not an excuse. We still need to perform every night, so I think we've got a point to prove to them that we can win in their rink as well. And how important is that is that home rink as well? I mean, uh, the video is available on the, on the Twitter feed uh, from from last weekend's uh, semi final. There's a great crowd there and a, and a great atmosphere. So the place must be buzzing at the moment because you know, like like we touched upon in this interview, Whitley Warriors competing on all fronts. Yeah, their rink's got lots of history with it. So uh, to put a cup final back into that rink is uh, it's only going to get louder. But likewise with our rink, our, our rink's really loud and can be a horrible place to play when. It, comes down to these final games so hopefully we can put it all together on that one weekend and uh, that weekend uh, will be taking place on Saturday and Sunday uh, the 22nd and 23rd first leg at Murrayfield and uh, the return leg at the Whitley Bay Ice Rink on Sunday the 23rd of February and of course catch up with Murrayfield uh, closer to the time as well uh, but uh, when, it, when it comes to more pressing matters uh, a double header this weekend uh, back in the league against the Sutton Sting uh, what, what, what's, what's your thoughts heading into this double header this weekend? I think Sutton are probably the most improved team over the full over the full season, um, well up to date, they, they've uh, got some good results. I think they've beat Solway and Solihull this year. Um, it's going to be really hard. They've they've got some got some really good forwards, so we need to we need to be at our best to to get the result. And you joined the season, Dean, as well. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, it's been great. It's just been relaxed, and uh, every everybody on the team, all friends, we'll all get on. We'll do. We're doing nearly everything together, so and I think it's shown by our results lately. Well, a, a big thank you uh, for joining us, Dean, as always, and uh, I can't wish you more luck uh, than Murrayfield in the final, you understand, but uh, equal best luck in the North Cup final uh, at the end of February, and uh, whoever wins will we'll get you back on, I'm sure, towards the end of the season. But, uh, Dean, best of luck, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Right, thank you very much. Whitley Warriors captain Dean Holland there speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast, and just a reminder, we will be talking to the Murrayfield Racers as well in the lead-up to that North Cup Cup final in a couple of weeks time and we've not forgotten the other cup finals as well we'll be hearing about the Midlands Cup and the South 1 Cup as well as the South 2 Cup uh, in later weeks as well but that's it for this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast a big thank you to all my guests this week for joining me remember you can keep up to date with all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey by visiting the website britishicehockey.co.uk but I've been Ben and wherever you're going this weekend to cheer on your British Ice Hockey side Make sure that you have fun. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.